0: DevPro Journal is an online publication built to assist B2B software developers in growing profitable, sustainable, and fulfilling businesses.
1: Welcome to the DevPro Journal podcast. I'm Jay McCall, co-founder of DevPro Journal. With me here today is Mike Monticello, my partner and co-founder. Mike, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing well, Jay. I'm really excited about today's guest and topic. You know, as we're all trying to adapt to this post-coronavirus world, or I guess we're still in the coronavirus world, but, uh, you know, technology is playing a a really critical role. Uh, Obviously, you know, there's been a lot of news about remote work and all, you know, security of remote workers and things like that. But uh, technology is also playing a role uh, in the, the retail restaurant and, you know, the world of merchants who are accepting payments. Uh, one example of that is, you know, in March, the World Health Organization recommended the use of contactless payments whenever possible. And that's to reduce the uh, potential transmission of the virus via cash.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I've I've seen some uh, studies on that. You know, one in particular that comes to mind is uh, from MasterCard, and they found that uh, more than half of Americans are now using some form of contactless payment. And uh, mm-hmm. specifically, uh, 50% of U.S. consumers worry about the cleanliness of signature touchpads, and even more, 72%, uh, prefer to skip signatures altogether.
0: Yeah, and for those who don't know, contactless payments... Uh, Those include chip cards, which allow you to tap and go uh, rather than swipe or in the case of uh, EMV, dip your card. Uh, And chip cards are, um, you know, we're lagging a little bit behind with the rest of the world. We don't have as many issued in the United States, but um, some of the larger banks are finally issuing them. Um, So you might have a chip card, you might not. But contactless also includes NFC payments which can be made with your smartphone using apps such as Apple Pay and Google Pay. And so, you know, contactless has a lot of benefits despite the speed, um, security, and just the overall convenience of contactless payments. Like I said, U.S. adoption really has has lagged behind the rest of the world. But now with the threat of coronavirus, you know, we're wondering is the appetite for contactless Finally, here. You know, the the MasterCard stat you um, referenced seems to indicate that maybe it is. But are merchants equipped to handle contactless payments? And then finally, and most importantly, you know, what steps can ISVs take to enable their merchants for contactless payments? And so to answer these questions and more, uh, we're talking today with PJ Tierney. And PJ is the vice president of integrated payments for Evo Payments.
1: Great. Sounds like we have a lot to cover. Let's dive in.
0: PJ, welcome to the Dev Pro Journal podcast.
2: Thanks so much, Mike. I appreciate being on. Thank you.
0: So before we get started, can you just take a moment to introduce yourself to our listeners?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So my name is uh, PJ or Paul John Tierney. Um, I am located in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, I have been in the fintech or credit card processing industry for over 15 years. Uh, I've worked at such companies uh, as Mercury Payment Systems, uh, which are now currently FIS. Uh, My previous role was also at Cayenne, uh, which was acquired by Tesis. Uh, And my current role today is Vice President of Integrated Payments at Evo, uh, and My job responsibilities include uh, all sales uh, organization, um, as well as uh, some of the implementation for ISVs uh, and some of the reporting uh, teams uh, to show transaction types, trends, etc. cetera, uh, for the organization. Uh, I'm a proud uh, parent of two young children, uh, and I'm also a husband to a, to a beautiful wife. So uh, a little bit about myself.
0: So in my intro, I cited some research concerning interest in and adoption of contactless payments. And I'm curious, you know, these are things that came out in the mass media. I'm wondering what Evo is seeing in terms of contactless adoption rates since the pandemic began. Obviously, you have access to a ton of data and can kind of give us the, the truth.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, one of the great things about Evo is uh, that we are a global uh, processing company. Um, But the, you know, I think our adoption in Europe uh, and overseas has, uh, you know, like with industry trends have been very high for some years and the adoption uh, uh, there has always been very strong. Um, But here in the U.S., uh, you know, the data that I've been seeing uh, on our own platform is that we have seen a a tremendous spike in the contactless uh, usage um, all the way going back to January. Um but uh, if I, if I was just looking at the numbers from uh, February, late February, where, you know, I guess I would say that it started to spread here to the. US, uh, we've almost seen a 60% increase in NFC transactions uh, going all the way up until uh, mid-June. So uh, seeing that adoption rate uh, seems to be in line with what I've seen in the industry uh and quite frankly we hope it stays consistent um since we do feel that it is a you know very formidable payment type uh for consumers uh to use with all of the uh new payment options that are out there from you know curbside pickup and uh, online e-commerce so uh, we've seen uh, around a 60% increase uh, since the pandemic started.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's considerable. I know um, I had some data back in 2018, just 3% of the cards in the in the U- US were contactless versus around 64% in the UK. And, you know, places like South Korea were like 96%. Um, I know we just don't have in the U.S., uh, many dual interface chip cards that have been issued. You mentioned sixty percent uh, increase in NFC transactions. You have any idea where we are with the dual interface chip cards? And you know, are are those being issued more? Are people are you seeing people use those as
1: well?
2: Yeah, uh, great question. And I find this topic you know somewhat interesting um, since a large majority of consumers. You know, have had a card enabled or, yeah, card enabled NFC uh, since I would say the onset of EMV, uh, which in the US was more than three years ago. Uh, And you primarily see that with some of your larger banks where they started to adopt those. Um, You know, since that time, uh, your local credit unions and local banks have started to adopt those. Um, but it seems like over that time, people have, you know, rather than going towards NFC uh, with uh, those uh, dual interface chip cards, um, people kind of just evolved to EMV transactions. Um, you know, uh, consumer behavior, uh, you are always using your plastic card for transactions. Um, and the, you know, notion of tapping that card, I don't think was really adopted. Um, so we actually can see the difference, um, but it's around 80% of people uh, that use contactless payments are using that via smartphone okay. uh, versus uh, NFC-enabled cards. And quite frankly, I think that trend will continue to stay static, um, if not rise more in the, uh, more in the NFC smartphone. Uh, Since, again, I think consumers have always been accustomed to using physical cards versus an actual smartphone. Um, And also, as the age demographic, I think, plays a role into this as of, you know, millennials and Gen Z, uh, they're more accustomed to using their phone for transactions, you know, versus actual cards. And I think with the adoption of peer-to-peer payments with Apple and uh, Apple Cash, Venmo, PayPal... You know, we'll still uh I think we'll see that trend continue to go towards a smartphone use versus the NFC and physical cards.
0: Gotcha. While I'm sure, you know, we all wish that we could have avoided this pandemic, it does seem like, you know, this really did kind of raise awareness that contactless payments were were there. They're they've been available on many people's smartphones, whether they knew it or not. Now we're seeing people use it and use it more more frequently. Do you see things um changing permanently i mean i know we're coming out of you know many states are going green and you know i, I know that we're we're probably gonna have to d- be dealing with this for the foreseeable future but do you see things staying like this with with contactless payments or um do you see us reverting back to you know the the old way
2: yeah um you know as the pandemic you know it's still evolving sure. you know i i try to that into perspective, I think we're in month three or four. um, And I think, you know, we will continue to see, you know, a rise and dip in the way of of how people are actually paying. But, you know, I I do see this as somewhat of a new normal, um, for several reasons that we just spoke about with, um, you know, the country really, you know, starting to adopt and know how to utilize mobile payments. Um, As Gen Z and millennials continue to use their uh, mobile phones for peer to peer payments. Um, And you also start to see, you know, the top mobile brands, which include Apple Pay, Google Pay, Samsung Pay, you know, MasterPass. And, you know, as consumers continue to adopt to these uh, payment methods, you know, consumer comfort increases. Um, And I think that's a big topic that, uh, you know, that comfortability if people aren't comfortable doing or paying with certain types of things they're not going to adopt to it. Um, you know and as companies also start to include uh, include some of their loyalty programs uh, into their mobile wallet uh, you know activations, um, I think we're definitely going to see an increase of uh, digital coupons and digital wallets being used. Uh, across all of the various sectors you know and in addition sanitary concerns over the handling of cash or even handing a credit card or tapping your card you know are now becoming top of mind um, you know reducing human contact at the checkout I, I think is a um is a pivotal point here um, and it's being also supported by congress in the wake of this pandemic um, earlier this year, I know the House Committee on Financial Services, you know, they introduced a bill uh, called the Touchless Transaction Act, uh, which would prohibit actually requiring an individual signature for a point of sale uh, transaction. So, you know, as this evolves, I think we're going to see an evolution of how people pay, um, as well as uh, some of the regulatory uh, features or that we've had previously in the past, I think those will start to, to fade away in some respect.
0: Understood. It's, it's interesting how you mentioned, you brought up loyalty, cause that's something that stands out in my mind with all the different payment options we have today. I gravitate toward, I have uh, a Samsung phone, but I use Google, Google pay. And it's because not only does it have my credit card in there, my debit card, but it has that loyalty that I'm able to, with one device, Handle multiple things at one time, so um, it's interesting. I could I could see, you know, like you said, the the NFC payments via these mobile wallet apps um, probably taking off even more, especially as people start to use them more. I could see additional innovation taking place and um, companies adding more value to those applications, so they can do even more and better things. Yeah. Um, okay, so. Knowing that this is all taking place, what's your feeling on the overall preparedness uh, among merchants for accepting contactless payments?
2: Yeah, a great question. And you know I think this you know goes across several different verticals. You know when we sometimes think of you know payments, you know we we think of brick and mortar, um retail establishments. um and I think that this goes you know well uh, beyond this. Um, And we will now start to, you know, uh, embrace order ahead, curbside pickup, uh, delivering uh, delivery options uh, and really a dwindling reliance uh, on cash. Um, You know, I know in my own life, um, I I, I have really embraced uh, the curbside pickup. I know, uh, you know, quite recently uh, we've been doing a lot of Target um, and Target now has dedicated spots um, for you to, you know, order ahead and someone will bring it up. So, you know, the ability for, you know, merchants to embrace this, I think it, it has to do with more customer interaction, um, and ease of transactions, um, you know, and making that a frictionless, seamless, uh, order where traditionally, you know, you walked into a retail location and you would purchase something. You know, I, I think the merchants, especially SMBs, you know, are, are likely you know, to feel more comfortable um, either talking to their ISVs or resellers and um, how to get this integrated payment functionality up and running. You know, I think for years I've heard the uh, elusive word of Omnichannel and um, how people are paying. And I think we've really come to that forefront now. Um, where you start to see blurred lines between, you know, commerce in general, where you have retail, um, online transactions uh, and curbside pickup delivery options. You know, Instacart has gained, uh, you know, a tremendous market share uh, with that delivery options and having, you know, you're bringing the store directly to uh, the, the consumer's home. Uh, where it was always the other way around, where consumers were going into uh, brick and mortar retail. So um, I think there also comes a level of trust uh, in regards to the merchant base Mm -hmm. and how they'll get that training. You know, all of this uh, sounds very well and good, but being able to put together those pieces and uh, really changing uh, the organizations uh, and being able to accept these payments. So I, I definitely think some guidance is needed um you know from your isv's reseller or whoever is providing you your uh, hardware and software you know i know here at evo uh we've really done a a a good job of training our sales and our operations team uh, to actively be engaged with both our isvs resellers and merchants um, on how to process these transactions um and maybe some operational uh details on how to help your your staff to accept those transactions as it is becoming a predominant payment method within the space
0: gotcha okay so i know the isvs can do some some work they you know with their payment provider um the merchants have these credit card terminals do you have any idea how prepared merchants are like that their existing terminals assuming they uh, at this point, have done their EMV upgrade. Um, are those terminals NFC and contactless ready for the most part?
2: Yeah, it's a it's a great point. Um, so I, I think the hardware uh, manufacturers have been you know for quite some time have been prepared for this, and they've had this technology um, inside of those devices. So I think for the majority um, of retailers uh, have you know, been prepared for quite some time now, technology and, uh, you know, real life use cases sometimes uh, can be totally different. And as I said, you know, I I think having the teams uh, or the retail teams operations, uh, having them to understand and, you know, start to coach uh, their workforce on, you know, explaining to someone on how to use an Apple Pay transaction. Or how to use uh, an Apple Pay on an online transaction. Um, So I I think it's been there quite some time. And if I look at verticals um, in particular, in addition to retail, you know, things like unattended, which, you know, encompass parking, uh, retail kiosks, ticketing, and vending, uh, those people have been prepared for quite some time. Um, You know, being able to go to a soda machine. Uh, and tap your phone, uh, that has always been there versus, you know, looking in your pocket for some change. Um, So I think that uh, the technology has been there for quite some time. I think usage, um, that, you know, was a little slow to adopt. And I think, you know, a lot of it has to do with some of the operational uh, pieces, um, you know, in, in explaining to merchants and, you know, quite frankly, your workers. On, on accepting those transactions.
0: Sure. So for, for some, it could just be a matter of be, being educated and knowing that this is a possibility,
2: right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, fintech, as, uh, as we call it, has evolved uh, so uh, you know, so rapidly over the last five or so years, um, you know, where you, know, you went from traditional MagStripe, then you went to chip-enabled cards, and then Apple Pay released there you know, Apple Wallet and then Google Wallet has, uh, you know, has come on board and, you know, the likes of Walmart, um, where they created their own app and loyalty program and card acceptance. Um, these changes have evolved so fast over the, over the last five or five plus years that, um, you know, I think the adoption of how to operationalize that might have been a little bit lagging, but um, people are really embracing this omni-channel world as it stands today um, and how people are able to pay.
0: Gotcha. Okay. And so you, you've, um, over the course of the past couple minutes, talked about some specific verticals that seem like they're well-prepared for this. Are there any verticals you're aware of that
2: are, for, for
0: whatever reason, lagging behind and less prepared?
2: Yeah. Um, you know, I think I, I, you know, one particular one stands out, and that's really the petroleum side. Um, you know, petroleum, you know, you can still use your traditional MagStripe reader, and they do have, a, you know, a mandate to move over to EMV. Um, but petroleum really stands out in my mind of, uh, of NFC transactions. It might be a little bit lagging, but I do think that that will pick up um, over the next, uh, you know, one or two years once people uh, or once these locations have to update their equipment. You know, a lot of these gas stations and petroleum. Um, have had some antiquated equipment to accept only, you know, MagStripe transactions. Um, so I do think that that will be a push over the next couple of years, but that's one particular vertical I can uh, I can see uh, maybe lagging a little bit.
0: Okay. All right. So you know, maybe my, the most important question I can ask you at this point is advice for software developers to ensure that their merchants can accept contactless payments. What What should ISVs be doing right now?
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I always go back to communication, you know, and, and talking with your, um, you know, merchant service provider or credit card processing company uh, to know what the options are, um, you know, as a, you know, as independent software or ISVs, you know, they expect in, or their clients expect uh, to create a, you know, frictionless payment. Uh, and you know, being able to offer all of the different card types uh, as well as transaction types uh, that people want to pay with, so being able to deliver a seamless bridge um, across all of your devices and payment types um, are very important. You know, it's it's no longer the days of just you know picking a payment provider and um, you know using you know traditional magstripe or EMV transactions. You know, we're now starting to get into that age of omnichannel where people are starting to look at, you know, order online, you know, return in store, you know, peer to peer payments. You know, I think uh, QR codes are now starting to get more adoption as well. Uh, So being able to have that open line of communication and, you know, I would say looking at other alternatives uh, than traditional retail uh, brick and mortar transactions is very important. You know, and you can look at that as, you know, several, you know, different areas where, you know, payment processors really need to have flexible APIs. Um, You know, as people in ISVs continue to go down the path of looking at omni-channel solutions, um, having the ability to plug into, you know, online commerce such as WooCommerce or Magento. Um, and making that a lot easier for ISVs to offer a, a very rich product set um, is very important. So uh, us as uh, payment processors, you know, having that flexible API, having it very seamless uh, for ISVs to integrate into your, into your platform is, is imperative. Um, also being able to support those ISVs, um, you know, yeah. at Evo, I have a full dedicated team. Um, that range anywhere from sale, software engineers, uh, sales engineers, integration uh, specialists, uh, project managers—you know—to really ensure that the ISV has a very positive, uh, seamless experience, and um, being able to give them feedback, um, but also understanding the requirements that their customers needs uh, based on the various verticals that they support. Um, and then last but not least, uh, you know, customer support, you know, being able to be, you know, uh, to talk with your customers, uh, your end users um, on anything, you know, questions that they might have in um, being able to support, you know, the transaction types and the various ways that people are now processing with transactions.
0: All right. So before we uh, let you go here, I'm just wondering if you have any final thoughts on trends that you're seeing in the industry, um, things that software developers should be aware of as they go forward.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, payments continue um, to be, uh, I would say, the leading uh, payment method uh, in various verticals um, that span across uh, general retail to e-commerce. And now we're starting to see a surge in business to business transactions you know, with um, companies like Oracle, SAP, Microsoft, Salesforce, and some of these um, ERP systems uh, now starting to get into the payments industry. So we are starting to see, um, you know, uh, those types of payment trends, um, you know, in the business to business space where, where it's, like I said, it was traditionally um, brick and mortar. Um, we're also starting to see, you know, again, at Evo, we can process transactions globally. Um, but transactions without borders. Um, So having ISVs work with companies uh, that can process transactions in multiple currencies, multiple current countries. Um, So we're really starting to see, you know, a spike in those uh, outside of the US, you know, where you can go north of the border to Canada, south of the border to Mexico um, in in, uh, popular destinations. And you're starting to see ISV softwares um, try to migrate um even across the pond as well uh, over to Europe. So uh, seeing transactions uh, you know beyond specific borders is starting to be a hot trend. Um, as well as QR codes. Um, you know recently I was uh, you know, I know toast has a um, has a solution where you know you essentially use a QR code uh, for uh, for payments, and you know and this is starting to become really relevant in the hospitality space. Um, And there's a lot of new investment companies that are coming in and and creating some really, really uh, great software tools for customers to engage with. Um, So QR codes are definitely starting um, to be a a predominant payment method. Um, And as we talk about, you know, being able to have that omni-channel capability uh, where you can process, uh, you know, buy online, return in store, uh, and really creating a um, a positive customer experience, um, since frictionless payments and, and interaction with your customers is at an all time high.
0: All right, that's some great insight. Well, PJ, thanks for your time today. We appreciate you joining us, and look forward to having you back again at some time in the future.
2: Thanks so much, Mike. I appreciate the uh, the time, and uh, thanks. Love to come back. Good stuff, Mike. PJ shared some great stats about the
1: contactless payment trend and really confirmed uh, some of the things we've been talking about. He mentioned that uh, they've seen a spike in contactless usage even back in January, but in particular, from late February through June, uh, they've seen a nearly 60% increase in contactless payments. And, you know, I have to believe, too, a lot of these merchants have already had these capabilities you know, for Apple Pay and Google Pay built into their uh, point-of-sale system, but a lot of them just haven't promoted it. So I'm thinking we're going to see a lot more of them with, with signs and training employees, hopefully, and maybe with ISV's help uh, that can even help this adoption to uh, ramp up even further.
0: Yeah, absolutely. He also talked about some of the contactless payment laggards, some industries that um, have yet to kind of make the transition, and one of those that stands out is petroleum, or you know, the gas stations and gas pumps, which many of which are still using magstripe readers. Some of them have EMV, but um, you know, th- those uh, terminals have to get upgraded here in the next year or so. And so, if I were an ISV looking for opportunities, that might be a market that I'd keep an eye on. Um, there, there could be some opportunities there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Hopefully our listeners learned something about the contactless payment trend impacting U.S. merchants. And if you're looking for more information on contactless payments, visit www.devprojournal.com. Thanks and have a nice day.